Hi, this is John Hockenberry. Thanks for downloading this podcast, a special half hour that we hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoyed putting it together. Our story starts six years ago in Atlanta when a young African-American man gave a speech at his high school in a voice choked with pride. I will not stand before you today honored and humble to be the first African-American male valedictorian of Booker T. Washington High School in more than a decade. As proud as valedictorian Deontay Bridges was six years ago, the idea of an African-American at the top of his class was not really that unusual at Booker T. Washington High School. Think back 40 years, though. There was pride, but also a certain amount of courage when another young African-American, Alvin Hall, stood before a largely white audience under a Confederate flag at Wakula County, Florida High, delivering the valedictory speech for the class of 1970. That silence is all that's left of that prideful moment. And the mission of this podcast is to fill that silence. Alvin Hall has gone on to do well, as valedictorians often do. He's the author of nearly a dozen books about financial literacy. He's an art collector, a TV and radio host. But that one little credential in high school that started him on his way had been erased from history until just a few weeks ago when he returned to his hometown. Since 1976 or 1977, I've not driven past the school or seen the school. Wow, it's now the Wakala County Eagles. It was the Wakala County Rebels. And the school mascot was the Rebels and the school flag was the Confederate flag. So when Alvin Hall went back to his school earlier this year, with us in tow, we learned a lot about Wakulla. We learned a lot about his family. We learned how Alvin grew up in poverty with six siblings. He was a part of a Black History Month celebration. Alvin was his school's first black valedictorian, but his name and picture wasn't part of that history. Instead, he says two white girls who had graduated that same year as salutatorians replaced the picture of his young face ready to take on the world. So Alvin Hall's return to Wakulla High School, where he got his start for a very successful career, is also a small but important step in the struggle for racial justice in America. Wow, it is the same. This place was really Southern growing up, and they held on to those Southern values and that sort of life before the Confederacy. It was all over this place. It was all over this place. Yeah, we used to gather out here, and this is exactly the same. Yep, lunchroom was here. My locker was down this hallway. Down here was where the graduation was. My old high school. I graduated in 1970. The people have changed, but the place looks essentially the same, until you see how it has grown in what used to be a field behind the school. After visiting the school in the mid-70s, I vowed never to return. I knew my past as the school's first African-American valedictorian was being deliberately forgotten by those who ran the school back then. The message to me was simple and clear. As a black American, you don't own your own history. Forty years on, it was time to correct the truth that had been ignored. Let me introduce you to Ms. Hutchinson. She's also on the Hello, hello, Ms. Hutchinson. Alvin Hall. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. It's really emotional, much more so than I thought it would be, actually. Oh, here we are. 
Wow. There's Deborah Coxwell, who was a salutatorian, and Melinda Harvey. We all look so young. Why don't you sit over here in this section close in, please? Good morning. My name is Alvin Hall, and I was valedictorian of the class of 1970. And the first thing I did when I graduated was to run away from this place. <laughs> I knew from a very early age that I wanted to leave Wakala County, and my whole being was designed to get out of Wakala County. So this is my first visit back here. I've literally not seen the school, not been back here since 1976. And in essence, and I think I can talk about this, I was kind of erased from history here uh, because we were the third integrated class and as a black valedictorian here, it was very, very controversial in the 1970s. And so um, I just, when I came back here and I saw that my picture was no longer up, I decided that my time with the school was done. I took my class ring and sold it. And I never looked back. And I never came by the school again. So when uh, people sort of discovered me and asked me back, I decided, it's time to come back and see this. So I'm here today to answer any questions you want about anything. Yes? So are you rich now? Having learned about Wall Street and how money works, that helped me start to develop my own financial security because I was raised extremely poor. We used to say I was raised po. I was so poor we couldn't even afford the O-R in the word. That's how poor we were. It was really poor. When I left here, my grandmother gave me $50 in a little floral handkerchief, and it had $50 in that little handkerchief. And she put that in my hand. I remember she took it out of her bra and put it in my hand. I still remember that too, right? And she gave me that money. And she said, you know, if you're ever in trouble. You know, I kept that $50 until 1991. I never spent that money. Did I think my life would be what it is today? Never, 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 never. Do I take any of this for granted? No, because it could all change tomorrow. What one piece of advice could you give me for the future? Remain open to the possibility that good things will happen. Um, do you think growing up in Wakulla County like, affected your life at all? Oh, yeah. I was lucky to be raised in a community of people who really cared about me. And so I've created families everywhere I go in the world. So although I don't come back home, Where's my nephew? My nephew is here. He's right there. Right. And he can tell you, I didn't come home very often. I create families everywhere I go. It's quite a journey from Wakala High to Yale. But it all began here. And while I might have been a curiosity to some of the old administrators, there were some special individual people who saw something in me that I was unaware of. One of those who championed me further was Miss Freddie Grooms. God, it's good. It's so good to see oh, you. And a big success you oh, are. Thank you, thank you. I am so proud of you. I have been talking about you all my life because without you having talked and got me to Yale Summer High School, I don't know where I would have been today. That single act Come on. changed my entire life. You it's know, the, the most you. satisfying I... thing in the world is to have your students say you made a difference. And you did. That's you really, really what I consider did. the best compliment that you could have. Yep. After all these years, somebody still thinks that I made a difference. I feel very lucky that I, at this point in my career, had the opportunity to say to you what you meant to me. 
because you didn't know me from anybody else, but you would. I thought when you were talking to the group, you were often talking to me. To me. True. That's true. That's what I, I thought. I think I might have been. Oh, gosh. And it changed everything. This is too much. It changed everything for me. Sometimes I don't think the young people realize their own greatness. It, it just takes time for them mm-hmm. to sense it. I'm sorry. This is going to be too much. But um, it's just wonderful when it works. Yep, when it, it is. Works. It is. Changed my life. Mine, Thank too. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, yeah, thanks. This was not Shadeville Road when I grew up. It was just a rural route road. This was all empty land. None of this was here. Right up here on the right, that is what we call the field. And we'll drive around there, and that's where my relatives lived. And then if you start to slow down right up here, that was our house. That's the house. Now this is a magnolia tree, and that's an azalea bush. My grandmother really loved flowers. Really loved flowers. When I was born, my grandmother had lost a child. We didn't know this for years. And I was essentially handed over to my grandmother. And my mother was here, but I was raised with my grandmother almost all my life. That was the boys' room. And this was a tiny, tiny room. I slept on the outside. Quentin slept in the middle. Andre slept near the wall. This is where it all began for Donnell Hall. Yes, Donnell was what I was called. Alvin Hall, financial educator, author, art collector, and occasional media personality, didn't come along until I got to college. For all the personal finance advice I've given over the years, it was here where my financial education began. And, like so much in my life, it came from my grandmother. She gave me $50 when I left for Yale Summer High School, and she said to me, Donnell, you are all you will ever have. Protect what you have. Those words have stayed with me. And that's because we didn't have much. One of my great heroes, James Baldwin, said it better than me. Anyone who has ever struggled with poverty knows how extremely expensive it is to be poor. And that has never left me or my sister Linda. We talk more about how we're going to get from one day to the next day, how much money we need to come in, what bills we need to pay. It's a different kind of poverty in that you don't have money, but you have land. So all you need to be able to do is to scrape together enough money to be able to buy some seeds and have a good season. And you can feed yourself. You can go fishing down at the Wakala River. We always, that river fed us growing up. This is where you catch the mullet over here in the shallower area. It's where you'd catch brim and smaller fish. And then you get your cane pole with bait on it and lower and watch them in. As soon as they got in the mouth, you pull it up and catch them in the mouth and bring them up and cast them over here. And then... Go and do it again until you caught about 15 or 20. I don't think we had running water until 68, 69. I know that when I went off to Yale, summer high school, we did not have an indoor bathroom. It was just a summer program uh, at Yale. I don't think it lasted very long, but it was an amazing experience for me because you had to take classes in biology, 
uh, literature, mathematics. It was really a broad spectrum of things. And I was not a good writer. And that program really helped me a lot and really gave me a lot of the skills that I have today. One class I didn't need at Yale was Bible class. The local church was and still is central to life, family, and community in Wakala County. How you doing? I'm Alvin Hall. Oh, I know you. You ain't got to tell me who you are. <laughs> we all family. We grew yeah. up together. I know. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah. So this is the what? church where I went in and got religion. This mm-hmm. is the church where I was a member. And when I moved off to college, yeah. my grandmother paid my burial dues. So if I died, there'd be a place where they could have a funeral. The Ten Commandments have been there since I was a boy. I still remember. Now your mom wrote these. Yep, that's, this is my mother's. Yep, and here are all the duels you would pay. <laughs> 25 cents. 25 cents. Oh, there I am. Is it? Yeah, that's me. Sure is. Yeah, that's my name. Yep, that's what they call me. Wow. Brother Donnell Hall. It was in this part of the village that I ran into one of my favorite relatives since childhood, my cousin Dorothy Harris, called Dot by all of us. Hello, Dot. Hey, how are you? Oh, good. Don't you look the same, Dot? Hello. Uh-oh. I know. It's so good to see you. Look at you. You are looking good. You are, too. You are looking. You have not changed that much at all. When we were growing up, Dot did hair here. Dot straightened hair on the back porch. Uh, My mother would come in and have her hair straightened by Dot, and we would all play out there in the front yard. It was him, his sister Linda. He was the boss of the girls. and They wouldn't come in the house until they got ready to eat dinner. He was the boss. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, this is something just to see you again. It's good to see you again. It's, it's a wonderful day. This is John Hockenberry, and this is Alvin Hall Goes Back to School, a podcast from WNYC and Public Radio International. It's a story of reconciliation from our colleague Alvin Hall, a teacher, an art collector, a radio and TV host. He's an American success story, but one that came with a price. In 1970, Alvin chalked up an early achievement, leaving his high school as its first black valedictorian. The fact was then overlooked or just plain erased by the school's administrators. Alvin lives now in New York, providing financial advice to many, including some very wealthy individuals and institutions. And it perhaps comes as no surprise to find out that you can learn much about finance if you're raised in a dirt poor part of Florida by your grandmother. We pick up his story with Alvin back home for the first time in 40 years and with his high school making final preparations for what they had planned as Alvin Hall Day. There was still some time left for Alvin to fill in a few blanks, and it started with some good food at the Wakulla Springs Lodge. When I was growing up, you couldn't come here as a black person. If you could, it was only on limited days because we never came. Have to try this. This is really good. Mullet and potato salad. Yeah. And black apple juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandmother 
and his father are sisters and brothers. So he is my first cousin once removed. I think he was 16 years old when he left Wakulla County. And he had not been back for many, many years. So he kind of disconnected from, you know, the people, places, and things of this area. That's my cousin Tanya on my father's side. And she's absolutely right. This is my hometown. And for the best part of 40 years, I have had nothing to do with it whatsoever. I would come home for the occasional funeral, see a few relatives I cared about, and fly back to my life in New York City. I didn't write and seldom called. And the reasons, I guess, are many. People move. People want to move. I know I did. I knew I needed to get out of Wakala. I knew from my reading that there was a bigger world out there, and I wanted to find out more about it and to experience it. I wanted to have my own life, create my history. My life was in front of me, not at the high school I attended in the 1970s. What was to be gained by going back? Absolutely nothing. Everything I needed from my childhood was inside me, and I had sorted through it all and made my choices. I had nothing to gain by going back. Turns out, I was wrong. It starts at 21. There he is, right? Wow. That's him. Let's go back. By now, you may have worked out that my father played no part in my upbringing. The only thing I can recall are vague memories. So I had no idea what was about to happen next when Cousin Tanya and I sat down and made ourselves comfortable. And if you'd like to draw the curtains, we'll play the tape. These are home videos from the 60s. From the 60s? Yes, this is from the 60s. There, there is no footage of me with my father. There's no photograph. You Sorry. never even saw him. I only recall his coming by the house one time in my whole life, and I have no memory other than a car coming up and this man getting out of the car, who was my father, mm. and I have no memory of what he looks like or anything. Mm-hmm. There he is, right? Wow. There. That's him. So now I see where my face comes from. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. For me, this potentially solves a problem of all these aspects of my personality, which are distinctly different from that of my other brothers and sisters. Why I like to travel, why I move around the way I do, why I'm so sociable, why I take risks. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Oh, you're welcome. You've always been the kindest to me. Always. Yes, for my father's side of the family, you have always been the kindest. Isn't that a blessing? Yes, it is. And things were about to get even more emotional. On the eve of what my old school had decided to call Alvin Hall Day, there was time for me and my producer Dana to check in with my 83-year-old Aunt Effie. She's one of my oldest living family members on my father's side. I love him. Yes, I love him. He's my nephew. What do you think about tomorrow, Alvin Hall Day, in what color? Alvin Hall Day. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Oh, I love it. That's great. He deserves it. He deserves it. You know, being born and raised in Wakala. I am very proud of him. Very, very proud of him. Yeah. It's been a long, long time of coming, but I know change gonna come. Oh, yes, please. Wakala County Proclamation declaring February 27th, 2016 as Alvin Hall Day. Mr. Alvin Hall, this is your day. As that song said, it's been a long time coming. The last time I was on the stage was in 1970. I tried deliberately not to have any expectations. I tried not to do what I normally do, which would be to anticipate things. I thought it would be most beneficial for me to be completely and totally in the moment, to accept what things are, and then look back at my past experience here. This is very emotional for me. I know many people out there, and it's been sort of wonderful to come back and meet everybody. I did not anticipate that coming down here would open up all of this. I feel so lucky having been born in a small town where you had to know everybody, you had to be nice to everybody whether you liked it or not. I am nice to people all around the world. The county is full of more people, specifically uh, more white people have moved here. That's very clear. Religion seems even more deeply ingrained in the culture than when I was growing up, although that can't possibly be because I was raised very religiously. Church on Wednesday nights, <laughs> Saturdays, Sundays, all day. <laughs> People always say to me, are you religious? I said, you can't have gone from church from the day you were born to the time you were 16 that many times and not be religious. It's impossible. <laughs> but what I carry with me is a single, simple lesson. And that lesson is, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. For people like Dot, who was always nice to me, Patricia, Francella, for many of the people who were down here who were really supportive, it was like no time had passed. No time had passed. We could still talk. We could still laugh. We have great memories. Oh, especially with Francella, because Francella and I were really close, really close. I think probably closer than anybody else. Yeah, she means a lot to me. I always get these points where I almost burst into tears because it's so it's just touching to know. The other bit of generosity that I took from here was from Miss Freddie Grooms. Miss Grooms went to her friend, told him about me, and as a result, I got into Yale. Without those generosities, all which started here in Wakala County, I'm not sure where I would be today. The thing that has been most surprising is how the people in my father's side of the family have attempted to embrace me in a way that they never did when I was growing up in Wakala County. I'm the only son of my father and mother. Occasionally, I would look at myself in the mirror as I'm getting older and wonder, why is my face doing this? Why is my body doing this? Where does this come from? Because it clearly wasn't from my mother, so it had to be from my father. 
but I didn't have any of those reference points. I didn't know where my curiosity about the world, where my ambition, where my desire to travel came from. None of my other brothers and sisters with whom I were raised have this. None. And Tanya has been the link to all of that. And it's very touching for me. It's deeply emotional for me, much more so than I like to actually admit, because she's filling in all these gaps that I had decided many years ago to just let go. Why look back? Why look back? Would knowing it make my life today better? I think now it does make my life a little better. But unless somebody had brought that information to me, I would never have looked it up. When I left here, I left friends. I left teachers I loved. I left my sister, Linda, Andre, Rowena, Juan, who is dead, Sheila. I left my mother, my grandmother. I left everybody. And I went out on my own. And I knew from that day forward, it would be a journey, essentially, by myself. So I tell everybody, you leave a place. You don't know what the journey is going to be. But what you do know is that if you believe, if you take the good things that you gain from this small town and this small area, what you gain is a part of yourself that you can keep, and it will hold you strong through the vicissitudes of life. So wherever I go, there's part of Wakala County that is going with me, and each and every one of you share in that. So thank you very much for having me back after all this time. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. I think they all have been a funny way, been waiting for me to come home. I think they all think that I'm going to come home. And I know I'm not. I am very glad to have this opportunity to come back. And I will come back again. But I couldn't come and live back here again. I couldn't. It would be the death of me. In many ways, the world out there knows the new me. And the people here know the old me. And I don't think they have synthesized those two yet. I don't think they have to. As long as they know Donnell Hall, that's fine. And I'm very happy to be Donnell Hall. I don't disown that name. But I know that when I went to Yale, I became Alvin Hall. And that started the journey of Alvin. All I ever wanted to be was a writer. I really didn't want to be much else. But I had to make a living in life. And maybe at this point, all of this is coming to me so that I can do the one thing I wanted to do when I was eight and nine years old. I've already started thinking about, when I get back to New York City, how I'm going to block out time just to revisit all of this and take notes and decide where I'm going. Clearly, it has to be Alvin Holiday. I think that's just the entry point. It just has to be that. But to come down here to see where I am from and to see this part of the world, which is, I think is unimaginable to most people. I think most people who know me would never imagine that this is the world in which I grew up. It is an unlikely journey from the Confederate flags flying over Wakulla County, Florida, to the Gothic spires of Yale University and beyond. You've been listening to Alvin Hall Goes Back to School. We thank him for letting us come along, and a special shout-out to Dana Roberson and Vince Fairchild for producing our series. We've got pictures, video, and much more 
online at our website, thetakeaway.org slash Alvin Hall. This is John Hockenberry. Thanks for listening.